Hey everyone, welcome back to Tony on the Mic. Today we revisit a real life transgender man who is asexual and a woman who's also asexual. That means neither one of them are interested in having sex, not sexually attracted to anyone. Unfathomable. We learn about the trials and tribulations of being a transgender, challenges in school and at home and with family. We talk about labels and the problems some people in society have accepting other people's lifestyles, choices, and identities. We learn all kinds of new words and definitions, at least I do. We rank our best friends, laugh childishly at the planet Uranus for childish reasons. We touch on drag queens reading to kids and find out if Al Capone and the Mafia owned and ran gay bars. My bug zapper goes on a massacre in the background and Duke, as usual, takes over the podcast. So... Sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this non-sexually charged, asexual episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. It's hard to say that any identity is permanent. It's all so dynamic and fluid that it's hard to say, like, you're this and you're this forever. In a perfect world, would there be more or less labels? Less. Less, yeah. Sure that all of you have the most amazing stories filled with drama and romance and, and meaning. And that yes. not toot my own horn. You're tooting. But <laughs> but I am. Story, story, let's hear hey, another you're story. Pool guy. But if I don't wear Speedo to work. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of pool not guy. For, only on Thursday afternoons. To... <laughs> and I try and tell a lot of my straight white friends that it's not fair and it sucks, but no, you can't say that. <laughs> you know, you just can't say that. I'm sorry, if you feel the need, if it's important to you to say that, maybe you need to examine that, why it's important for you to be able to say that. Yeah, exactly. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. If something was like universally inoffensive, it would be boring. Yes, yes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product, my name is Tony Lawrence. This is Tony on the mic today. That was Parker jumping the gun with a little lip pop. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Got excited. My guest today, <laughs> Parker, used to be angry Parker. Now he's Parker the lip popper. And uh, say hi to the folks, Parker. Hey, how's it going? I guess you'd remember him from the episode. Oh, it's been a while. been a few months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. And with him, as always, uh, dedicated sidekick. Dang, what do we call you? Didn't we have a nickname for you too? Maggie, don't, or is Margaret, don't call me Maggie. Maggie, don't call me Margaret. No. Wait, what do you want to be called? I want to be called Margaret. Margaret. I've been calling I, her Gritty. Gritty. I yeah. like it. Is that going to stick? It better. He's <laughs> lying. All right. I'm on it. I'm gritty. trying to make it happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that going. When I, when I put the thumbnail to the podcast, it's going to say Angry Parker and Gritty. <laughs> and my other guest, a dedicated sidekick, always together, at least when they're in this room, Margaret. Don't call me Maggie. Say hi. What's up, guys? And we are going to talk about Come sex. On, let's, let's talk about sex, sex baby. baby. Or actually, it's more sexuality. Let's catch people up on uh, who, who we are, what we're doing. Parker, you were born a genetic female. Mm -hmm. And you have... Transitioned? Am I saying that? I, I want to make sure I'm using all the right words. Yeah, socially okay. and medically. Okay, good. I'm, uh, I'm on hormone replacement treatment. I had top surgery, and that's the extent of my transition as I'm planning right now. Okay. And that was one of my questions was, did you have any thoughts, like, as a future? Right now, you're, you're good where you are? I'm considering it, but um, I'm not. It's not a priority for me. Okay. Any other kind of surgery. And again... Parker, we talked about it last time. Your your voice might give you away a little bit, although it maybe it's just psychosomatic, but it sounds deeper than it did last time. I'm so doing you, voice training. Oh, are you? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not my imagination. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. And I did because I didn't want to sound like I was, you know, patronizing you either. Like, oh, you're you're doing good. <laughs> voice is getting deep. <laughs> so there is some rationale for that. And Parker has a beard and. Uh, Again, a little mustache that I would love to make fun of if I could only grow a mustache enough to make fun of it. Yeah, but you don't have the right. No, I have no 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 solid ground to stand on for that. And so it, you transitioned how long ago? I started when I was eighteen. Okay, and so you are now. I'm twenty one. Twenty one, and Maggie is asexual, or you said you were leaning towards demisexual or pansexual. God, there's too many sexual. 
So yes, I am pansexual in the sense that I am attracted to multiple genders, but I am ace or demisexual in that, like, what type of attraction it, it is. Does that hmm. make sense? There are no. um, a Not lot of people who separate sexual and romantic attraction. Oh. So you could say you're panromantic asexual, which means you're romantically attracted to everyone, but sexually attracted to no one. Is that right? That's interesting. I didn't think about that. You haven't heard of the attraction split? No. I thought you guys oh. were on no, the no, board no. who approved no, all that. these terms. No, that like... Pan, <laughs> it's a, it's like, hotly debated. <laughs> panromantic. I never heard that term before. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like the, the uh, suffix. Pan, yeah. Panromantic. Give me a sentence on what that is. It's the same as pansexual, but specifically referring to romantic attraction. So like who you Versus would want... sexual attraction. Yeah. Like it, you could have a, um, you know, a romantic relationship with someone, kiss, cuddle, whatever, but not want to have sex. So that would be a romantic, but not a sexual relationship. Ah. So you could say, you could extrapolate that there's romantic and sexual attraction and they're different things. Could you, do you think you could be, and again, not talking about individuals, but more genders. If you were, uh, let's again, keep it simple for the meatheads like me, a cisgender, that says single gender, what you're born, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Heterosexual, which is boring vanilla sexual things right the default you're right yes <laughs> the default i'm the check all of the above or whatever none of the above or whatever you're a it is cishet man cishet but again if i am attracted to again women keeping this very straightforward is there and, and i'm asking myself as well as well as you guys right now is there a difference between being romantically like would i be sexually attracted to someone that I wouldn't be romantically attracted to and would I and vice versa would I be romantically attracted to someone I was not sexually attracted to have you never like seen someone and thought they were hot but like maybe wanted to smash but not get into a long-term relationship with yes yeah there you go so that has a name now huh well it's <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's it's just like an individual thing um, you know, everyone has a different experience. Um, well, maybe not everyone, but you know, lots of. I think everyone does. I think I think a lot of them are, are parallel in a lot of ways. But I think everyone does have a little different. I again, I said it last time. I think everything's a spectrum, and I think that there are people who perceive themselves as a one hundred or a zero on a spectrum. But I, I don't think anyone is. But I think there are probably people who are nineties, ninety-ish on a on the, that side of the spectrum, 99.9, You know, whatever you want to say. And, and I think everybody, I think everybody is different. Let's see. Okay. So, and Maggie, where do we land on you? You are panromantic demisexual? Probably. Okay. It's kind of hard to put labels on it when I don't really have anything to base it off of. Yeah. Because right now I only have friendships. I don't have anyone I'm romantically interested in. And you never have. Not really. I mean, like, I've had, like, crushes, but that's just, like, infatuation. I mean, like... So, what's the difference between, say, a crush or an infatuation and being sexually attracted to them? Well, like, for instance, um, I had a crush on a guy in high school. It was my senior year. Um, I didn't know him. I only knew him from class. We didn't... We never talked. I thought he was cute, and that was... That's, like, where the infatuation or crush came from, and nothing ever, like, came of it. So, like, aesthetic attraction? Probably, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know if I've ever been sexually attracted to someone. So wow. So this is what is interesting to me. Oh, there's a lot of this is interesting to me, but it's interesting to me that, and I and I guess even just questioning myself, even as we're talking, it's coming out to me to say, you know, Brad Pitt. We I think we went to Brad Pitt last time. I don't know that I want to have sex with Brad Pitt, but he's a damn handsome man, and I truly enjoy looking at him, and I would love to be his best friend. There's any many women in that category too who who I find aesthetically pleasing, personality wise pleasing, people I enjoy being around, but people I'm not necessarily sexually attracted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. See, we're learning. Students <laughs> becoming the master. So on your journey, let's see, Parker, you have a supportive mom. Have you talked to your dad? It's getting complicated, but as of now, uninvolved. Okay. What do you mean it's getting complicated? What's changing? Um, Is he, he trying? He he reached out. I didn't have contact with him for a really long time. How long is a really long time? Uh, like over a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, or almost a year actually. 
Um, but then he called recently and he had some questions. Apparently he had been asking around. He found out I was trans. Um, <gasps> yeah. He had no idea? He, he had like, no from idea. the neighbor or something? He found out from my grandma somehow. We're still trying to figure out how she figured out. Wow. Well, um, if she saw you, she'd figure it out. Well, they weren't seeing me. Okay. So they just, they Pictures, have their network. Social me- you're not on social media? Nope. Not okay. anything they'd find me on. Oh. Do yeah. you tell? What are you on? Just on Tumblr. I don't, I don't like. What is, I don't know what that is. It's like, it's basically just anonymous blogging. It's for like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mostly yeah. art. Tumblr is not the place where you post pictures of yourself. No, very yeah. anonymous. Uh, I oh. don't like, I don't like having a presence on social media. He was supportive. Really? He, he was. Was he? He was confused, um, but I think he was just trying to, like, find an in back into my life. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm still, you know, I, I have a hard time holding a grudge against people. Um, we'll see how it goes. Good. Uh, well, he still hasn't talked to me. He just talked to my mom. And not, and so he didn't say tell you anything specific or your mom just said, hey, your dad called. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, th- it's just like a complicated family history. It was it caught us off guard that he even called. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna take that as a positive because that's how I tend to take things. Again, it's just better to have relationships and not have them. You know. Oh, that's my general attitude as well. I want to talk socially for a minute. You, Parker, were th- okay. When did you when did you decide? And then when did you start taking action? Um. Doesn't have to be exact. Just you know, ballpark. Well, I officially started identifying as non-binary when I was 16, maybe 15, like on the cusp. Um, And then I came out as a trans guy to my mom first. I was still identifying as non-binary, but that would be a whole conversation that she wouldn't understand. So I said, I'm a dude. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And when I was 18. And then ever since then, you know, when like she was pretty much the person who told all my family that we wanted to tell um that i was a trans guy so then my whole family's calling me he and i was like okay well i'm fine with this so i just kind of slipped into the binary man identity as it went on how how do you feel about that right now i'm still i still feel like i'm in the gray area but i'm definitely uh, shifting more towards man as the years go by okay so you're you're more comfortable as a he yeah okay all right interesting and then what did now, your friends, I assume, besides you saying last time they were joking and giving you shit and stuff like that. They're just those kinds of people. Right, right. Um, outside of that circle, how did people react and treat you? Did you have a lot of interaction with people? Um, yeah, I was pretty social. Um, but it, like in high school, I was in like a specific art program where we had to take um, three classes together. And because of that, like I ended up mostly taking the right. other three classes with people. So it was mostly like the same group of like very gay art students. So they're all very <laughs> accepting. Very gay. Very gay. Okay, super so, gay. So now what if I called somebody super gay? I know a guy. He's gay. No, no. He's super gay. If he's super gay, then he's super gay. Okay. <laughs> as long as you don't mean it as like a slur. Right, right. As no, not as derogatory. Yeah. Right. No, and again, God, there's so much that just nuance matters, inflection matters, intent matters. It all matters. And the words matter so much less than the intent and the nuance and the intention. You know, that's... I feel like people on the internet, they're like, they're looking for an objective right way to like approach every single situation. So, I mean, if you have your like, your gay friend that like, you're okay, they're okay with you calling them queer. Right. They call themselves queer. Right. There's still going to be a gay guy out there who's not okay with queer and he's going to make it everyone's problem every time he hears it. Right. You know? Right. But in your like one-on-one situation, it's okay with you guys. So it it doesn't matter like how objectively correct it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what we need in terms of all generalizations, all, all, I mean, when I was on a roof, the guy, one of the guys I worked with was terrible. Why were you on a roof? I working when I was roofing. Oh, I see. And yeah, and and you know, somebody say, "Hey, go get me this or grab me this," and you go, "What do I look like? A Mexican?" Oof. And yeah, and 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 the way he used it. That's not okay. It, no, yeah. it's definitely not, and it, and it wasn't okay then. I'm not even making a a timestamp. I'm just saying that the word Mexican isn't a slur. Like that'd be a perfectly way way to explain somebody. But the way he was using yes, it, the was way you essentially use it. And then there's the same thing with like a queer, for example. And I'm just going to say this: queer's 
like moist. It's just a word I don't like saying, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but I'll say it just for for this purpose. If I were to say so and so is queer, it would be a, an adjective. It wouldn't be, but then it's not a noun anymore. Right. It's an adjective. Yeah, it's an adjective, and it's a and it's a not a pejorative. You know, it's like Mexican. You say something, and but Mexican turns to a lot of people as a pejorative, as does queer or gay or black or a lot of other things it's like saying a jew versus a jewish person yes yeah there's yeah. Di- there's just different that's a like, great bite yeah. in it yeah. okay so you talk about your super gay friends yes outside of your super gay friends did you interact with how did people treat you and your super gay friends oh we kind of stuck to ourselves we did get called slurs sometimes just walking up the hallways really so yeah i got called a dyke a few times um, and I know that just walk in now, don't say anything to anybody. Just, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, high school, you know, people are yeah throwing slurs at each right. other. They'll call each, each other dykes. Even if they're all straight, they'll call the gay, you know, whatever. Um, I know I didn't get much of a backlash about my identity, but my trans friend, Dave, he definitely, there were a lot of people talking behind his Is he back. about your same age. Yeah. He and... was the first trans person I ever met in real life. Now, at what he, point in his journey when you met? Did you know him way before he started this journey? No, I met him after. Okay. Um, and he he wasn't on any hormones, but he was already like very masculine presenting. I mean, I didn't. I just thought he was a dude, and no one. Yeah, I mean, his name was Dave. Like, I'm not gonna make the mistake that he's not a dude. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, he had a really deep voice. He kind of had a mustache too. Wow. Um. So yeah, and and once I met him, I mean, I was kind of falling down what I would call a conservative rabbit hole, where I was like, "There's only two genders, all this gay stuff. They're just they just want attention." But I was 14; I didn't know what the hell I was talking right. about. And then I met him, and I was like, "Oh, never mind. That was all just online. <laughs> like that, none of that applies to the real world at all." At all. Yeah. Um, and then I started questioning things about myself. So Dave, you met as a dude. Mm-hmm. At what point did he feel? comfortable enough and i don't know obligated or whatever to share that with you he didn't because the teachers would call him his dead name oh. he would ask to be called dave and some of them would respect it and some of them wouldn't that sucks That's, that yeah. does suck yeah because my birth name is anthony i like to be called tony i went through a semester in college where any teacher who asked me what i wanted to be called i told them i want to be called spike <laughs> they they called me spike what what does it cost you nothing to do that what does it just cost? write a little note yeah that's what most people what most teachers do anyways right they, they, what do you want to be called exactly they take it I, I, like i always got the sense that they take it as like an ideological battle like they're caving against their what they believe or whatever Ugh. that's that's always what it because the the teachers would kind of get a face about it you know when yeah. they called it they'd be like i don't want to say it but they would yeah you could tell that they were doing it on purpose right Right. Which, as an adult, to a kid, to a kid, as an adult in authority, to a kid, you're punching down and you're wrong. So I want a list of all the names of those teachers, and I'm going <laughs> over to talk to them, or we should call them out on the podcast, but we don't have to do that right now. So in your journey, the people who didn't know, like if I just met you, I would assume your name is Parker. You're a male. Yeah, blah, I press. Everyone tells me I pass pretty well these days. Yeah, yeah, and. So at what point would you feel, again, I don't know if it's the need or the desire to tell to tell me about your past? Uh, what is the question? At what point would you feel the need or desire or comfort level that you f- would tell me that you were born a female? I don't think, it's not something that I would like sit down and have a conversation about this is a problem that i've had because i i just don't i just want to be me right it's like not something that i feel is important to get to know me sure um so like if people ask i'll tell them right um but people usually don't ask because they're also awkward about it or they just don't know they don't suspect i'm not gonna bring it up i wouldn't suspect i wouldn't i wouldn't suspect i wouldn't ask i wouldn't I would never know. Like if we're at the beach and I take my shirt off, you're going to see the scars and you're going to know something's okay, up. That would be something. Yeah. And, and if like questions come out of that, I'm totally happy to ask them, but it's not something that I'm going to be like, Hey, sit down. I want to tell you something. Okay. Now what about heading down a romantic path with anyone, be it a male, female? I, I definitely 
Well, like we talked about the last episode, I'm asexual. So, like, the sex aspect, I would want that to be off the table. Stop trying to take Margaret's thing. (laughs) Sorry. It's my one thing, (laughs) We we trade it. We go back and forth. We pass the ball. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'd probably tell them, like, second date, I guess. Second date? Yeah. All right. Seems like a second date topic. Definitely. Definitely before sex. You should bring it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. If you're having sex, then <laughs> right. you're, you're not bring, right. your partner should know what they're getting into. Yes. Yes. No surprises at that point. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, okay. I don't know if this is like too, too, uh, too like um, dirty for your podcast, but my oh, cousins were visiting the other day and they were telling me about. Yes. The answer is yes. It was too weird and graphic for the podcast. Wow. That's so weird. That yeah. is weird. Do you, are, could you talk to that person? I would love to talk to that person. They're probably in Virginia, so they, you're going to need to fly them out. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's uh. But it's wow. sort of like the same it thing, is, right? It's, it's exactly like, the same thing. It's like, hey, I got something different going right, on. Right. You should don't, know about now, it. Don't, don't be surprised, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is... I'd never heard of anything like that. That's so weird. I'm gonna have to Google that. See what what the you're gonna find some weird shit. Put safe search on. Okay. (laughs) Then I'm not gonna find anything. That's a that's an experience that I hear about a lot as um, people who don't feel sexual or romantic attraction just mistaking platonic affection, like just being excited to have a friend or wanting to spend time with people as romance. Because, like, we're, like, if you have a person that you like more than anyone else, you're sort of expected to, like, date that person. That's just, like, our culture. Like, best friends aren't people's most important persons. They're their partner, their wife, their whatever. Okay. So you guys, are you best friends? Like, if you had a list yeah. of your friends. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, seriously. Make your top ten, Matt, Margaret. And right now, what's your top ten list of friends? Start at number one. Parker. Uh, an online friend named Audrey. And you're not. Can I start over on from this list? list? No. Yes. I want to start over. You can start over. Okay. Their lists are fluid. It's funny. We were talking. I had a friend of mine. We were talking about our best friend list. And he currently was hovering right around the top. But then somebody bought me something. So I moved him down. <laughs> <laughs> As one does. Yes. All right. Friend list. Parker. Audrey. His online friend I've known for a couple of years. They live in Columbia. Columbia. Columbia the country? Yeah. In South okay. America. Okay. Wow. Nice. That's about it. <laughs> who are your top friends? Maggie. Uh, I have this one friend, Evie, who dramatically shoots to the top and the bottom of the list, depending on where we are. We're just okay. Where is she currently? Uh, San Luis Obispo. No, no, on your list. <laughs> oh, um, three. She's okay. got a birthday coming up. I'll be All nicer. Right. Um, <laughs> then who's number two? I'll say Jack. I saw him recently. He was fun. And then uh, Evie, Joanna. Actually, no. I'll put Gray, number three, then Evie, then Joanna, then Sierra, because Sierra crossed me recently. Oh. So she's she went down. Mm, Felicia. I know that's a weird name. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's uh, moving down. I don't know if they. I don't know if it's pronounced cozy or cosy. I've only ever seen it online. But probably so cozy. Parker clearly 10. has more friends than I do. Well, <laughs> now I want to talk about asexuality for a while. For okay. A and do you think that's permanent? I mean, See, I don't know. And, right, and I, and again, I feel awkward asking a question like, "Do you think me, you'll ever have sex?" That's basically uh, what you're asking. <laughs> yes, but it entails like, are you are you now you've committed? But had you not had the surgery and the hormones, I think it'd be a valid question to say, are you sure? Is this, Are you sure? You know, that this I is... I had a bunch of therapists asking the same question. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and, and, I, and I don't know, at some point maybe, because it's a big deal, you know, it's a, I think it's a big deal to, to fundamentally change your identity, you know, or at least your, your gender. And I would hate for it to happen... And then want to change it back after you've made physical commitments, you know. It, it, yeah, you know. there's definitely a lot of people who aren't trans have concerns about detransitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been tons of studies done on it, and less than one percent of trans people detransition mm-hmm. years after. So yeah. no, I, and I don't. 
But again, like saying, are you permanently asexual is like, are you permanently gay? Are you permanently, you know? It's hard to say that any identity is permanent. It's all really fluid. I mean, like. That's sort of the, like, how the discussion is now is that it's like, there are labels, but this is how I am. I'm like, I, I get that there's labels, but it's all so dynamic and fluid that it's hard to say, like, you're this and you're this forever. In a perfect world, would there be more or less labels? Less. Less, yeah. And in a perfect world, would labels matter at all until you became romantically... I don't know, actually. ...actualized with someone? I don't know. Does it matter, other than being interesting and being on a podcast, your asexuality, is there any reason I ever need to know that? Or that anyone necessarily needs to know that? Probably not. Unless you're trying to smash. Exactly. Like, if someone someone was sexually interested in me, I have to let them know, like, hey... It's not on the cards. Yeah. So, I, yeah, and that's what I meant. Until you become romantically, you know, same same with your situation. I mean, is there any reason I need to know that you were born a female? Not really. Right. So, so it's unless like people are people, unless it was romantically. <coughs> I think that one of the reason why people stick to labels so much is because they need to find a community with other people like them, okay. and they need to feel safe. Because there's a lot of the world... Are you cold? I can turn off the phone. No, I'm good. Okay. A lot of the world, um, people, queer people, don't feel safe. And if they have someone that they can identify something familiar with, then that's like a haven for them. Definitely. It's good for community building. I mean, you know, when, when society has already like made you an outcast, it's better to then make your own labels, organize around your own terms... Yeah, you know, yeah. but taking these labels, do you think there's a value to having them, like for your dad? I mean, just to just to. I mean, in the same way that we teach kids that Pluto is a planet, and then later on, you know, it's actually kind of a planet, right? but not really a planet. I think it's a planet again. They could keep going back yeah, and forth. Yeah, it's been going back and forth. I don't think it is a planet because oh, really? okay. yeah, it's I like it was a planet again. I thought they deplanetized it and then they replanetized it. No, because it, it's like a thing where it's like. I don't know. It's not the really qualifications. Yeah. It's more like it's in an orbital system than it has moons orbiting around it. I think that's the thing that makes it not a planet. Mm. All right, I'm gonna look that up. I used to. I used to. Really but it's complicated, right? You exactly. wouldn't tell that to a seven year old. Right. You tell them, oh, right. there's nine planets or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Or eight going forward. I mean, there may be. I was so whatever. sad. When yeah, maybe Neptune's getting the axe next. No, not Neptune. Neptune's a god of the sea. You name that for a reason. Doesn't Neptune have some rings, or is that Uranus? Uranus has rings, and very clever of you not to say Uranus. <laughs> yeah, but you said urine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get out of it. Can't escape. That planet has caused more laughs. <laughs> Probably. Because you have to say Uranus or Uranus. Either way, it's funny. You said you were, when you were younger and presenting female, and you were just randomly <laughs> by people going down. Was, was there any hopeful story? Were there any people who either, oh, you know, don't make fun of her or... No, like, um, any friends. Hallmark, yeah. like, savior story now. Or any, just friends who said, you know, I didn't know. Now I know. And it's okay. I guess, um, yeah, I mean, nothing of, like, someone calling me something and someone saying, hey, that's not cool. And, I, you know, I kind of wouldn't like that anyway. I just kind of want to move on i don't want to deal with it mm. um you know i'd tell my friends about it and they'd be like oh they suck blah, blah, blah. and then we'd shit talk them over lunch but that person doesn't get any better huh that person doesn't get any better any socially better it's, it's not my job to make them better <laughs> no it's not anybody's job to ever make anybody better but if you have uh, an opportunity to make them better no I, I don't think that i had the the wherewithal and yeah i was you know i was really insecure i wasn't very verbose i was a very quiet kid so it wasn't that's your change yeah (laughs) popped on right out of my shell i wonder i wonder what helped with that Uh, (laughs) but yeah i I wasn't gonna be the person that would change their minds and honestly can you change a 15 year old's mind have you ever had a conversation with them or did it just go from your mom told their mom to tell them and then everything's just done they picked me up from my grandma's house when i was visiting uh in not this last summer but the summer before um and they turned around and they're like we know you're parker okay we don't <laughs> have to pretend anymore oh nice um when i said that we moved back to in in with my um my mom's mom 
uh, after we separated from my dad, uh, they were there too. So we were all living together. It was me, my mom, my grandma, my grandpa, my aunt, and my two cousins. Nice. Nice. That makes me happy. Yeah. So we're close. That's good. That's really good. Okay. How many, you've never been on a date? No. Wow. I'm loving that thing. <laughs> that is a jolt of happiness for me every time that happens. It's a satisfying noise. It's a... Let's see. The closest thing that I've been on to a date was with Parker. We went to go see Detective Pikachu instead of going to my prom. So that was senior year of high school? Was, was that senior your senior year? year? I think it might have been my senior oh, year. Oh, you're yeah. a year ahead. Yeah. Okay. And so you skipped prom to go... Watch Detective Pikachu. So senior year, did you go to prom? My prom got canceled because of COVID. Oh. Yeah, it was the COVID senior. Do you senior. think you would have gone? If my friends went, I would have gone. But it was it was gearing up to be expensive. Aladdin. Uh, I have I've had Aladdin since my freshman year of high school, so since twenty. Oh, so you've had two horses this whole time? No. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So I'm going back. Okay. Uh, I got Aladdin in 2016. He broke in 2019. He got injured. We retired him, and then we recently bought Binks this last November. When they get injured, they they refer to them as broke. Well, I just say broke. Like, well, oh. broke in the horse term is like when you break a horse, that means that they are okay to ride. Yeah, and it's a terrible oh. term, but that's how it is. Oh, I thought that was like he he broke, he broke. his, his so ankle or something. Him, right? No, no. Well, he like he broke like he is broken. Right. No, I get that. So somebody went and just wrestled him from the wilderness, and you broke him. No. <laughs> no, we got him. I actually know most of his previous owners. Um, and you just got Binks. I just got Binks, yeah. So these horses, you just trot around and ride them? What do, what do you... This is insulting me. What's that? <laughs> You're insulting me. No, a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, because I know somebody... The only person I know who owns horses owns a couple of race, horses. I'm racing lo- racing and other types of riding are very different. They're a very different industries. Do you do... What's it called? The equestrian thing do you do like horse dancing or anything that's called dressage dressage i knew that oh I should have it's okay yeah um i did dabble in dressage for six months in college i did like it a lot it, it helped me become a better rider and i would like to do it again someday but currently i am what's called a hunter jumper and i jump around courses what do you mean you so like it's kind of hard to explain like there will be like a line of jumps and then another line of jumps are you on the horse while this is yes, happening? Yes, I'm on the horse while this is happening. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you jump, jump, jump. Yes. And then... And then you go the other way, jump, jump, jump. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like the basic way I can explain it. Okay. Jumpers is time-based. That's like the really big jumps that you see in like the Olympics, where the the fastest one wins. Right. Hunter, but you get deductions if you if hit you, things. Yes. Yeah. You get a time deduction if you knock a pole. That's like four seconds added to your time. Okay. Hunters is where you have to look the prettiest and you have to look perfect. So Which, like a beauty show. Pretty much. Super, I don't like hunters. Superficial. I don't like hunters at all. It's not about how the horse looks. It's, it's not, not how the horse feels. Yes. It's yeah. about the performance. Get to know the horse. Wow. Damn. Getting a whole colony down there. She's yeah. got like walls of ribbons too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I got, they're like in, they're like in bags yeah, now. Cool Okay, let's talk about drag queens. Nice. Okay. Define a drag queen. It's in you... your, your personal definitions. Do you have one? Well, I think it's just a form of, of, of expression for someone. Yeah, for me, it's like a performance. Like, usually it's like a cis gay guy, but now it doesn't really have to be. There's a lot of trans women who do drag, too. So it's just like like dressing up high femininity you know sort of like taking feminine standards to the extreme playing with performance that kind of thing it's it's riding a, a really tempestuous roller coaster it's become it i'd say 10 to 15 years ago it became very popular and very uh more mainstream mainstream is, is a very good term and then the last couple of years it's become a hot button because those queers are trying to read books to our children. Yeah. I, 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 like, it's the same people who are always mad about anything, like, relative, like, at all queer. 
So it's not, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like it's coming out of a concern for children. It's just no, it's not another <laughs> argument in this line of like, I don't want to see anything that's not extremely hetero. Right. Yeah. They're going to indoctrinate my kids. Yeah. See that, uh, that's interesting because I don't know how you could ever indoctrinate anyone. Like you're not interested in having sex at all. Pretty much. I'm not interested in having sex with men. Like, so no matter how many drag queens read to me or how many TV shows I saw, that's not going to change who I am. Yeah, I mean, if you could be if you doctri- indoctrinated into your sexuality, then all the Disney movies would have made me straight. Yes, we, we'd, all, we'd all be straight if you could be indoctrinated because the, the overwhelming message in the world and media and movies and everything is straight. Mm-hmm. And so, which is why I think queer media is so important. A lot of people what don't is understand. Queer media? Is there? I mean, Just, I, I know like the queer concept. representation yeah. in like, media. Like what? Like what? Do you have any sources or Owl House? Owl, like our flag Ooh. means death. That's yeah. a good one. Our flag means death. Hang on, I'll, I'll listen to it. I have it. I actually have this recorded. That's such <laughs> a good show. <laughs> our flag means death. It's so good. My mom likes it. Now, but that's a show, a scripted TV show. About homosexuals? It's not. Ju- it's just that there is a they just gay happen content. To be. Yeah, yeah, it's the story isn't about them being gay, but they right, are right, right. gay. And well, it, and Owl House is that another? That was an animated TV series. Okay. Um, I never actually watched it because I know it got canceled, and I know I would get hurt. It's so pretty I, good. I didn't want to get attached to it. Yeah. Um. They're finishing it. They're doing, Are like, they? specials to wrap up the story. Oh, nice. Yes. Maybe I'll get into it then. Uh, She-Ra is another one. Another animated series. She-Ra? Yeah. They did a She-Ra reboot. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's it actually really good. really good. Huh. I'll check it out. In terms of when you say... So, gay representation, I understand. Like, more than Modern Family. Um... Is there a queer character in Modern Family? I don't think there is. Like, yes. there's two gay guys. Yeah. That's, oh my god, I completely forgot about Mitch and Cam. <laughs> yeah, I, was say. Mm. I completely forgot about them. Yeah, no, they're gay. Um, they had, like, one of the first gay weddings on TV, I yeah. think. And so that's, again, representation, which I think representation is important, but I, and I may be chasing a dead lead here, but you said gay media or queer media. What is, is there a place to go to get stories about what's happening in the community things like that is that a a lot of queer media is made by queer people okay. so like putting their stories into it like we talked about owl house shira made by queer people oh i see what you're saying but like that's all modern stuff i mean even going back like rocky horror picture show yeah that was revolutionary let me ask you about that because he was a sweet transvestite from yeah. Transylvania. I love it. Yes. I think it's great. Now, my daughter told me today, about a half hour before you guys got here, she was over, and I was talking about things like that, and she said that that's super offensive. What is? I think that's the point of I think the entire the right, movie, of the whole right? Show. Right. It's like Pushing boundaries. blazing saddles, you know, and how many times they drop the N-word, but every black person is smarter than every white person. I mean, Tim Curry's clearly one of the heroes. In- yeah. <laughs> He's like the Rocky. entire draw of the right. movie. He's right. what makes it great. Right. I can't contribute. I've never seen it. We gotta watch Whoa. it. See, I didn't and they know, put on. They no. put it on in Old Town sometimes. The play. Yeah. yeah. No. So Zoe literally just texted me about it today. It's so. She it's one of my favorite movies. It's what so friend? Good. What number friend is she? She's number three. Three. Okay. Who's two? My online friend Audrey. Okay. And Germany's still off the list. We're not talking about Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so. I asked her, and she had, had a very condescending answer, but the difference between transsexual and transvestite. What's... Yeah, people don't use those terms so much anymore. I think that's... So it's just an outdated term. But it was the 70s. I mean, right. people were using right. those terms in the well, 70s. Well, transvestite, that was... Was that more of a cross-dresser, or was that somebody who actually transitioned? I guess you? a transvestite would sort of be like a drag queen, and a transsexual would be what we call transgender now. Okay. It's just okay. like evolving language. Right. I... I mean, I love that song. I love his whole character. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like the the language thing isn't even really an issue because in the context, it wasn't being used in a derogatory right. way. I mean, it was an anthem. You know, it was a right. power oh, oh, oh. anthem. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, this is who I am. This is, you know, how I, you know, he was like unapologetically himself. Yes. Which, yes, which was heroic and yeah. unheard of. It's his story, his moment. Right. It was peak camp. He, he, okay, now... You say his, would that character be a him or would it be a they or would it be? I don't know. 
It's not a real person. That's In true. the movie, they say he. He. They do say he. And his name is Frank. Frank and Furter. Yeah. <laughs> and his. And his I mean, he's, he's like team, a he's like a non-binary alien. I guess in today's yeah. context, that yeah, would be okay. a day, but that, yeah, it, you know. So I'm just I'm just curious because like transvestite, that word isn't. I've just... never heard that word before. Really? Yeah. Huh. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely an older word. I haven't. People don't use it like at all. Now, transsexual. Have you heard that word? I'm more familiar with just transgender. Okay. No, I, I'm just again these words evolve, and transgender is the word i'm trying to use consistently and i transvestite was kind of a slur it Um, sounds like a slur but it uh, would be a slur to call a trans person a transvestite yes yes it would for sure so but anyway back to so bella you were wrong she's not listening she never (laughs) listens but (laughs) but if you do you were wrong i mean people have different tolerance for that kind of thing i mean for me i i love I kind of I love the raunchy like boundary pushing stuff, but for yeah. some people it just makes them uncomfortable, and I'm, yeah. I get that too. Yeah. Well, and I think Rocky Horror was made to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. I think it was designed to make people uncomfortable. I mean, the whole thing was about like these two, you know, white bread, sheltered, you know, ma- newly married couple yeah. just suddenly getting thrust into this, this like orgy cult, world, right? Yeah. <laughs> underground world of yeah everything everywhere all at once. See what I did there? Another great a, movie. Another queer movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. Her, her daughter is gay. Oh. But, see? Okay, so every movie that has a... You, no, but it's a plot line. trying to take over everything. No, okay. So, <laughs> it's like, you know how there's like, um, you know, you can analyze movies from different lenses. Yes. You know, you can look at it through the lens of American culture or race or historical context, that kind of thing. Yeah. You can also look at it through a queer lens, whether that means there's a queer character or there's just queer themes. I mean, my mom, Rocky Horror is one of her favorite movies of all time, nice. too. And she's, you know, straight as they come. You know, it's just like good media is good media. Yeah. People just appreciate and it. I think Rocky Horror resonated with people just outside the mainstream mm-hmm. and were you know and and not even sexually necessarily or sexuality wise just kind of doing the thing outside the mainstream people who like the the new and the unique the wacky yeah and who you go and you wear a raincoat and you had water squirt guns and you throw rice and have you ever have you guys ever done the immersive frank rocky Horror picture show they were there were people doing stuff like that um when i saw it as a play I saw okay. it live. I I've never. I've always wanted to go to one of the midnight showings. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'm telling you. Yeah. Would you want to get into the subject of kids transitioning? Yes. That is a hot button topic. For okay. Real. I yes. What uh? What are your thoughts? Because one of the big thing, and and again, I I tend to lean this way. I don't care. You know, I don't care. And if a, a little born boy feels he's a female at six years old okay i mean why not let them try it out but my qualification is why do we need to to label it because once you label it 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 becomes defining and it becomes like you have to defend it you know and instead of figuring it out and again six is young let's say 10 or 11 that you're figuring it out you know a sexuality you're figuring well you haven't figured it out yet you doesn't sound like you figured it out neither one of you have figured it out yet but who has figured when it you're, out me i'm the be all end all authority brad pitt would say otherwise brad- <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep holding it over your head yeah we're, you're never living it down uh if you guys get brad pitt let's actually i'll get him try, on the line let's live, let's live this experiment <laughs> once you once you label it once you i, I I'm gonna okay. We're just gonna speak freely. You kind of back a kid in a corner, and if and if little Bobby thinks he's a girl and wants to be known as Sue or whatever, then again, I have no problem with it. But once you say, "Oh, you're a dot dot dot," or "This is your dot dot dot," I mean, you already know how I feel about labels. So yeah, but I mean, okay. So you agree with me? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are. There's probably like a few parents out there who like really want to be the cool parents yes, with a trans yes. kid. I think that's but accurate. I I think it's much more likely that there are kids who know they're trans who 
don't are aren't accepted. Right. Yes. Yeah. Who? Yes. Yeah. I I think it's like if you have a six year old who like likes playing dress up, you're wearing high heels, putting on mom's makeup, that kind of thing. I think there's a way that you can you can encourage and support that behavior without saying, "Oh, so you're a girl." Okay, let's let's get you okay, let's get you some tips. What's, what do you what do you do? Do you uh, buy them a dress? If they want a dress, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're um, at the store and yes. you're like, and they said, go pick something out, and your little boy picks out a dress, I don't see, I don't think there's any harm in getting it for him. If he picked it out on his own, mm-hmm. and you already said I, that I you're going to buy something, yeah. I agree. I don't have a problem with that. So, and again, me giving you guys permission <laughs> is not my intent, but I'm just speaking for a generation. I just, I just, again, worry, like, as my kid, what would my kid go through? And yeah, I mean, the concern is justified because when you do break the mold, you, I mean, you're obviously going to have people who aren't going to accept you. It would be way easier to just be cis and straight and white and all the default things. But but I'm not asking. Okay, but see, now, now I think we're oversimplifying. I wouldn't ask her or him to be straight, I, but I would, I would be cautious about the label only because you go through this pain to turn out that you're 80%, 90% on a spectrum one way and that 10 or 20% got your attention in the moment. But maybe you wouldn't have realized that about yourself unless you explored that yeah. part of yourself. I mean, if you have that pull towards the feminine or the masculine, like opposite of how you're supposed to be acting, it's. I feel like it's always healthy to explore those aspects of yourself, whether or not it is a permanent thing. I mean, when you're six and you want to try on a dress, that doesn't mean you're going to be wearing a dress every day of your life right, until right. you die. It's right. just something that you're intrigued about and you want to explore more. Okay, what about at 12? 12 yeah what about 15 i it doesn't 16, change 17 i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> the the i guess and again i think we feel the same about labels is like if i saw my son wear a dress which it's it that's the only way i can really explain because females are more can wear anything without yeah, less restrictive right with with gender but i would raise an eyebrow just because of like oh is is this a thing? You know, is this is this something? And did that make me bad? No. I mean, if as long as you're not condemning him or judging him in any way, you just be like, hey, you know, I don't understand. Can we talk about this? Like, what does this mean about you? Like, are you questioning your gender, your sexuality? Is this just something that you think you look good in? Like, just show interest without judgment, I think. Hmm. The main job of a parent is to be supportive no matter what like if i had a kid i, w- I don't like kids i won't have a kid but if i had a kid I well would you're be... never having sex so i don't like kids that... you can adopt that's you what could. i've said if i i've said since i was six if i wanted kids i would adopt but so you could pick out the good ones <laughs> yeah you can make why them make compete? a child when there are already them some existing fair um the job of the parent is to be supportive and a bit protective, depending on your child's age. But at some point, you got to let them go. Yeah, but I don't think you ever... Like, I know my parents still worry about me. I, you know, I, I know that. I know that they... I mean, not worry, you know, but I'm sure... Are that concerned. If, if, yeah, of course. If there was something... It's a lifelong job. <clears throat> yeah. So many parents think it just stops at 18. No, no, it absolutely doesn't. But I know, like, if I go to the doctor and it, I had a cancer scare and... Both my parents were freaking out. That's and, their job. That's right. That be but normal. I was a grown up, and and everything turned out fine. So, but when I well, I, yeah, I mean, the love between parent and child isn't just like a contractual until you're eighteen thing. You know, right. it's like an actual relationship. You know, actual love. Now, do you don't think there's any value to someone who might say, "Take that dress off," until. And I'm not advocating this. Just want to be clear mm-hmm. to the new listeners who don't know my story. Um, take that dress off. People are going to make fun of you. Why do you want to wear a dress? Are you sure this is something you want to present to the world? In that instance, I would just give them a safe space at home, and and like reify that like they may not be safe if they go outside wearing this. I get the concern. I think especially starting off with take that dress off is sort of not opening up a fight you know because it's like don't do this thing because it's going to put you in danger but i mean you can't 
stop someone expressing who they are and if you do it's going to be a lifelong time of shame and suppression yeah you know sometimes you know there's dangers i mean i don't think it's any different from like a kid who really wants to play football it's like there's a lot of physical risks to that but i mean if you say no don't do this it's just going to make them want to do it more so my kid sees a drag queen my kid i'm gonna say kid like what age um, seven. What age are they reading? What What age are you people reading to our kids? I think the drag queen over? story hour was for like eight, nine year olds. I don't know. He says, "Wow, I want to be that. This is this. I want to be this person. It'll, much like if you see an athlete or a dancer or a you know whatever, you see a person who has an impact on you, and you see this, and you say, I want to be that. Is that?" So what's your reaction to that? I don't see how it would be any different from looking up to like a singer or a, you know, sports player. It's just like they they connect with something about that person. They admire something about that person. Um, that something that was probably already, you know, building in their own personality. Yeah. Uh, I don't I wouldn't consider that a problem. So what about the people do? What, what would you say to the parent who? My kid never showed any of this. My kid never did anything. All of a sudden, Bertha, Earthy Bertha. I'm trying to think of a <laughs> Earthy rock. Bertha. Yeah, it's not let's bad. Go with that. It's not bad. It's pretty bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's a she's a uh, Earthy. She's a hippie. You know. I see it. Yeah, I, I see the image. Yeah, yeah I'm getting right. it. So, <laughs> Earthy Bertha comes and reads, and my son says. Earthy Bertha, this was the best day ever. She's so good. She reads us every Tuesday. And then he gets a wig. And then he gets a dress. Mm-hmm. At what point? And again, listeners, I'm okay with any of this. <laughs> I'm trying to speak to, you know, for the trying people to get and their concerns. Here. Yeah, I'm trying to get the concerns that people have. Let's see. Okay, if you watch a Western and you fell in love with Wyatt Earp or you fell in love with uh, Doc Holliday or... or any of the western You're dating yourself quick here oh. yeah but no Wyatt Earp was a real person oh <laughs> and, uh, we're oh we're um, going back yeah. yeah and and or if you saw a movie about a gunslinger Jesse James or just whoever and you, your kid saw that and they said that guy's so cool well i mean it's i guess the concern there was like not necessarily how the the um western hero looked but like the actions of the real person like killing violence you know that what does a, a drag queen... I mean, for, like, conservative people, drag queens represent, like, degeneracy, yeah, right. you know, right. like, sex, that kind of thing. Right. But the, the kind of drag queens that are reading to kids, it's like the drag queen story hour stuff, these are, like, Disney princesses. They're, it's very, you know, you know, conservative. And there's not much of it happening. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a drag queen in every class. They're not shaking their ass in front of these toddlers. Right. They're just, they're reading, reading some yeah, Dr. Right. Seuss book, right. you know, and it, it's just about, you know, glam and, and self-empowerment and confidence and that kind of thing. And I think that's what, if there was a kid who latched onto it, that's what they would be admiring. There's no, again, I'm playing devil's advocate for the oh, sake of I just want to say one more thing. Um, yeah, I don't think most of these kids who are getting read to probably even know that it's a man in drag. They right. probably just yes. think it's a woman. I agree with that 1,000%. Yeah. And I think that by creating that issue, you are making it more than it has to be. Again, I'm no labels. I don't need to know anything about you unless we're going to have sex. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, would you have a problem with Dolly Parton reading to your kids? I right. mean, you exactly. could say, oh, yes. her massive boobs are going to change something right. in the kids' brain chemistry. So, Right. Now, if you had Dolly Parton show up, or if you had a drag queen who looked very much like Dolly Parton, which there's is a lot a popular, of them. Yep, which is a popular look, more popular than Earthy Bertha, probably. And, <laughs> but what would be your argument? It's it's difficult for me to to take the other side of this that I'm trying to at least articulate because I think it's so dumb and overblown. But the idea that it's been this would be a boring show if we just sat here and agreed with each other, right? Right. <laughs> when you see. Al Capone is another example. We... My only knowledge of Al Capone is from Night at the Museum too. Oh. <laughs> he was the like a gangster during yeah, yes. um, Prohibition. Prohibition, yeah, he had all yeah. the speakeasies. But, but he was... I only know that because you of know Night he actually had a ton of gay bars. 
Did he? Yeah, the mafia in those days catered to um, catered to drag queens and gay guys. Well, I did not find any direct correlation between Al Capone and gay bars. It is very well documented that the mafia and various families did own several gay bars and kept them safe from raids for a long time. However, the Stonewall riots changed a lot of that. And that was actually a mafia-owned club. History. So, Al Capone or Jesse James or somebody who comes off as very cool. Like, oh, hey, you might want to think about saying that. And they shoot them and, you know, and then they put their holster back yeah, and they finish cool. their whiskey, you know. And it's, and, and the way it's portrayed is they're the, the cool person who's in control and they're six shooters, you know. That's not what you want to, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't empower a kid to want to be like that. But you wouldn't really have a problem with your kid dressing up as a cowboy for Halloween. You know, what do you need so you're not uncomfortable? Because heaven forbid you'd be uncomfortable and have to have an uncomfortable conversation with your children as a parent. Mm -hmm. My uh, my cousin is non-binary and they came out to my grandma. And, you know, my cousin did a very brave thing by coming out to her, you know, even though they knew that she probably wouldn't be very receptive. And my grandma was not very receptive at all. And she Spoiler was talking alert. about like, oh, you know, your cousin's just in her feelings. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Total snowflake, that kind of thing. And I'm like, you seem like the one who's offended right. here. One of us is upset. Yeah. One of one of us had a, <laughs> a very calm conversation, laid it all on the table. And one of you is making a stink about it. Like, what do you think about medical transition for kids? Like, at what point do you think it's okay for a person to decide that? 18. 18? That's, and you can't vote till you're 18. You can't drink or smoke until you're 21 because those are big, important life, potentially life-altering things. Yet you can buy a gun at 18. Well, 18. So you can buy 18. a gun and get transitioned. What do you think about puberty blockers? I wish I had them for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, sure most parents do. If I do. could have avoided puberty, that would have been great. But um, I'm against it in principle. I mean, and in, I, why would you block puberty? What what's the what's the pro puberty blocker side? Um, well, specifically for trans women, I know for trans men, it's different because you know your voice does drop once you go on T. Your jaw shape changes, but when you're you know, born a man, go through a male puberty, irreversible changes happen to your skeletal structure, uh, your voice, okay. um, everything. And there, there's no amount of estrogen that can undo that. Um, so a lot of trans women are scared of going through puberty when they so know that they're like 13 trans. years old. Yeah. So puberty kicks. You, people say like, oh, they're putting six year olds on puberty blockers. And I'm like, well, if a six year old's going through puberty, they probably should be on puberty. Uh, blockers. Yes, right. That and that would be the clinical, I would imagine. We've been using puberty blockers right, for, for, for decades for right. like thyroid issues. Right. Um, but if you're like 13, 14, you've been socially transitioned for years now, you know, supportive parents, whatever. It's usually the case when you see it would have to. Be. Yeah. Um, you know that you want to eventually go on hormones or eventually wow. have surgery, but you, you're not ready to make that decision right then, but your you know, biological clock is ticking. Okay, so what's the downside? Time. Again, my, my concern is always... Like physical health. Change. No. Well, yeah, oh. that too. But if you change, what, what if you... I don't want to diminish it and say if it's just a phase, but if you're not sure, like many people are about many things in your teenage years... Well, I mean, that would be the benefit of puberty blockers right. because there were, I mean, the second you go off them, you start a normal puberty. Okay, I mean, so... the only thing that they found is that usually you're a shorter height if you're a man or if you're biologically a man. Um, but yeah, other than that, no side effects. So if you are... So you'd be putting off puberty in theory for a year, two years, five years? How long will it, how long do they work? I'm not sure how long um, they use them, but... I mean, generally, it's like a few years. Um, and then you and stop. That, that's less permanent than immediately starting hormones because right. that would be the right. other alternative is like counteract your natural right. puberty with the puberty you want to go through. And that would be more permanent than if you just held off on your puberty. See, now I hadn't, I hadn't 
consider that at all. That wasn't something that had popped in my mind. So off the cuff, I would say, let's punt. Let's let's kick the football down the road and let's try some puberty blockers and see as long as you're ready to understand the consequences because, and again, it's a small number, but my concern is the, the, like the point of no return. Mm-hmm. Like you're at the point of no return. You could go through a whole giant thing, but you're a dude. Yeah. And it's the way you're going to be for, I would imagine, forever. But Hopefully. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully. And at 21, I think you're more comfortable saying that. At 18, I think you're more comfortable saying that. At 13, I'd be a little concerned that that's not where you would want to be. Yeah, 13-year-old doesn't know what they're going to so be then we 20 would, years down the road. So then but... we would puberty blockers at, at 12, 13-ish, because that's about when puberty kicks in, right? Mm-hmm. And that would, again, punt. That would push the football down the road. Yeah. And can say, do some more exploration, talk yeah. with therapists, talk with your family, you huh. know, get to put a little bit more thought into it. Because, I mean, you can make, like, ter- what if you're, you think that you're a binary trans woman um, and you immediately start hormones once you start puberty to counteract it. And then you find out, you know, five, ten years later that you're actually non-binary and you're okay with some masculine presentation, you know, then you've already gone through the female pu- female puberty, you know, then it's more of a permanent thing than it would right. have been otherwise right. if you just waited a little while. Is is that puberty blocker? I confess to not knowing anything about. It. Is that a is that a thing? Is that a hot button right now? Is it's that... a oh, it's a big hot button. I mean, um, I think that, you know, the the person who put it in the public consciousness was Joe Rogan did a talk about it and he was skeptical about it. And then from there, it kind of snowballed into part of the culture war. Like they're putting toddlers on puberty blockers Mm -hmm. to make them trans. And no one really knows what puberty blockers are or how safe they are or how they've been used for decades and decades and how it's honestly probably the smartest answer for kids who are questioning their gender. I just think there's a lot of misinformation about this specifically so in your super gay circle that mm-hmm. you had how many of them were or are transitioning and how many are just gay not that gay is less than but <laughs> are we including non-binary people not yet okay so just binary trans people i know uh tra- one trans man one two trans men two trans women but probably more that I'm forgetting sure. because it's like in my, like my friend group is so gay and I don't know, like, but I, so you it's not on the forefront of my mind most of the time. Right. But how many then would you say are just simply again, just gay, just gay and don't. So, okay. I, I have at least one lesbian friend. I don't think I, 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 I know any like cis friend. gay guys actually. You don't know any? No. It's pretty small-minded of you. Well, I would be open to being <laughs> friends with them if they came along my way. Um, all right, that is going to do it for episode three and maybe four by the time these are edited. <laughs> and you guys have to find episode two and listen. And then we will come up with some more topics and do this again. I think it's a healthy, di- I think it's a healthy dialogue, and I think that we need more healthy dialogue. And I'm going to try to bring someone who is against you guys, but a good person who would have a disrespectful, who could do a better job of being devil's advocate than me. (laughs) But hopefully I can bring somebody else in. Anyway, we will have more topics. We will have more fun, uh, super gay or regular gay talk, depending (laughs) on what you guys want. What happened with your friend? Where, where, where do we stand with your high school? You left your high school friend off the list. I did. I I haven't talked to him in a while. Wow. He was at the barn that I used to work at. I don't work at. I don't work oh, anymore. Oh, so you don't see him? I don't see regularly. Him. No, I All might right. see him next weekend though. Reach out. I might have a good guest in the summer. My angry gay friend. Love the angry yeah. gay friends. You, you're looking for someone angry. You try to yes. make me angry. Try to make gritty I'm angry. I'm gonna make gritty angry. I can bring someone real angry in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, she'd do the job. Yeah, you know. but in a cool way, right? I mean, she's not gonna. Be oh, total... she's very charismatic. Okay, good. Yeah, bring yeah. her in. And she's gay, so she's a lesbian. Yeah, she's non-binary lesbian. So non-binary. I think technically, how can you be a non-binary lesbian? I don't get it. I don't know. Because don't you? Have I don't to have the answers. Female 
presenting because at least I, to I, be a lesbian? I, here's here's where I drop the mic because I don't even think that she uses she pronouns anymore. I think huh. I'm committing a bit of a taboo Uh-oh. right Uh-oh. now. Mm. What does she use? They? Probably they and he. And I only know them through you. Yeah. So you're incriminating me. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> she dragged you down into the mud. Everyone in this room is going to jail. <laughs> Going, yes, going to the PC jail. Uh, <laughs> Gotta read you the ending for like the fourth time. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with this ending. <laughs> I'll never be able to get a word in. I barely got a word you in. You barely got a word I'm in sorry. now. It's, I was no. like, I'm going to be so tired. I'm not going to have the energy. And then you're going to have to take over. And then I come and I'm like, man, 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 Every time. <laughs> but it's also not my area of expertise. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. I and asexual is pretty, stuff. I can sum you up in a sentence. You're never having sex. Boom. Done. Yeah. That's your whole identity. I'm pretty With like horses. a million footnotes. Right. <laughs> and you have horses. Yeah. And you don't like Maggie, I but don't you like love Maggie. Gritty. Mm-mm. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's going to do it for real. That's going to do it for this episode of Tony and the Mic. Check us out. You can find us on Spotify, as we found out tonight, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find Tony on the mic. Like, subscribe. I don't care if you ever even listen. Just I need the numbers. So check it out. Like and subscribe. And we will see you next episode. Thanks, guys. Say goodbye, Parker. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Gritty. Later. Barely. <laughs> By like what? Three months? More than four what? months? Four months. February, January, February, March, Okay, that sound you Nine just months. heard is people turning off the show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nine months. Don't now, I wonder if that's on my sheet. Wouldn't that be a sexually a sexual a sexuality? descriptor an incel no because it's not really who you're attracted to it's like a, a state that you're in like you want to have sex but you can't for whatever reason like you're just not confident enough to get out there no game the time. is what we said back zero game is no not game. a sexuality that's just a, that's a you problem not a me problem not a you problem. i got game we got game okay <laughs> <laughs> their problem yeah But Some of them are major chads, though. What's a chad? Like getting massive tail. That's a you're chad. Speak, you're speaking yeah. in tongues to him right now. Oh, I'm sorry. My my <laughs> no, zoom. No tail. Rate. I get. <laughs> that was my translation. Okay. <laughs> so a chad is like a Lothario. Well, it started off as like the ideal man, like buff, you know, the, like with tons of women. Right. But it kind of just evolved into like a man whore sexually successive person successful person interesting chad that's yeah. a chad and then the opposite would be an incel which is involuntary celibate yep. yeah i don't know i'm on board with the incels i mean i'm not on board with the incels i'm aware that there are you them. know of them yes and you stay far away yes i hope yes i don't yes <laughs> <laughs>